Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast, coming to you live from the massive studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Aaron, how are you today, man? Doing good, I'm doing, doing good. Uh, oh, go ahead, other Aaron as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I knew, I knew about it. that. We have multiple errands on this line. I know, I knew. We, that's you. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. You know, I was going to mention that. I knew we were going to have a little bit of uh, of Aaron conflict. But listen, uh, without uh, any more any more small talk, Aaron Newman, welcome to the show. Uh, Co founder and and CEO of Cloud Checker. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to join the conversation here. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that, that we always do is, you know, whenever, whenever, uh, Aaron Delp and I, um, you know, find ourselves with kind of a little bit of uncertainty about the market or uncertainty about, you know, certain technology areas, we always try and go find people that, um, you know, have background in this space or are kind of leading this space. And, and Cloud Checker is a very interesting company at this point because, you know, the, the three things that, that we always sort of struggle with or, or on the top of our list tend to be, you know, what do cloud costs look like? How do I manage cloud costs? Uh, what do what does cloud security look like in the public cloud? Because it's obviously a different animal than than people have in their own data centers. And then you know the third thing is there are you know there's a large number of of companies that are building these new SaaS based IT tools, but they tend to build sort of point you know, point things. And we, and we worry that, you know, Amazon might build a similar or Azure might build a similar type of tool. You guys seem to, to sort of address all three of those issues and that cost security and, and a much more rich tool base. So tell us about not only yourself, your background, but, but where is cloud checker today and what are, what are some of the cool things that you guys are working on? Yeah. So, so a uh, great question. I, so I've been doing startups for about 20 years and I always like to make the joke, uh, no one will hire me, so I, I just end up building companies because uh, I, I can't get a job otherwise. So, <laughs> um, but but I, I very much love taking an idea, um, looking at a market, saying, you know what, I think this is where it's going to go. People are going to need software to deal with that, and then going and building it. And and you know, while I I play the CEO today, at the end of the day, I'm a software developer. So I love writing code. Um, they don't let me write code here anymore, you know, so that's a, that's a whole different conversation. But, uh, you know, I absolutely, you know, have written code at, at all four of my startups. Um, you know, six years ago, the cloud was still very kind of nascent and early stage. And, and we looked around and said, you know, my, my previous startups had been security startups. And um, I knew that the, uh, you know, from my last startup, I, and, and a lot of backstory here, my last startup was a social media listing platform. One of the early kind of uh, big data problems, and we were buying hardware, putting in a data center, worrying about all the things that the cloud fixes for you. So when as the cloud was emerging, I very quickly was saying, "Boy, this would have made my life so much easier," and and really came to the conclusion very quickly that the world is going to move to the cloud. Uh, that that it just doesn't make sense. The same way. You know, in the 1850s, power plants, uh, you didn't have power plants. Everybody had their own power. And then power plants started to come out, and people said that's way more efficient than everybody building their own power plant. And I think that's where we're at today um, with this idea of data centers are, are no longer a good thing to build, right? Go use these commodity data centers that have, have, have huge economies of scale. And so 
Um, you know, we early on started the company with the idea of, hey, take my security expertise and, and background and say, let's apply this to the cloud. Now, it was too early, right? And that's where we ended up going much wider because the market just wasn't ready to pay for security in the cloud, right? So it was a lot of startups, and startups just don't pay a lot of money for, for, for security. Um, you know, it's, it's the big companies that, that have the budgets for compliance, security, that. So we very carefully just listen to our customers, listen to everybody out there. You know, I probably talked to 100 people in six months, and they, they told us what to do, right? They said, why don't you start with cost? Because that's the first problem is you get into the cloud. Why don't, and then, you know, so we built, we, we built features and, and products around cost, but very quickly as, as that matured, they said, well, we need help with availability. We need help with security. We need help with right-sizing. So it's really just been six years of listening to our customers and then just building around what they're asking us for. And not just a single customer, but dozens or, or, or 100 different customers telling us different things, weighing it out, and, and building it out. So, so really, we see it as, and we've had enough time to develop the product, is what's, your, what's the life cycle of moving to the cloud? First, I got to deal with cost. Then I have to deal with security problems. Then I have to do right sizing. Then I'm going to have to deal with compliance issues like HIPAA and PCI. And so this this is really how we've gotten here today, and why we definitely don't see ourselves as a point product. We see ourselves as a platform. Some of that organic, but some of it's also through partners. So we we love partners as well. You know, integrate partners in because we're not going to do everything. We're going to have lots of partners. So and and I, I, Aaron, I, let me ask you this. Because um, really, what's what's fascinating to me about everything you just said, and and also bringing a, a back in the you said you had multiple startups, um, your other startups have been really started with a kind of a security background and a security focus, and and so tell us a little bit too, uh, uh, because you really kind of maybe bring a a unique uh, startup mindset with that security background. So uh, how did you start to apply that? Um, and, and what is kind of the lessons learned from kind of application level security that you're able to take forward into cloud security? Yeah, so so I always like to say security is it's first about knowing what you have and where it is, right? So doing discovery is a big part of security. is finding where all your servers are, finding where your firewalls are, and then and then looking for security holes or looking for encryption or looking for all of that. So d- discovery is very, you know, it has been a big part of my background. How do I go out to a network and see all the things that are on that network, right? So, so that, but that same basis or that platform extends to everything else, cost, you know, it extends to right sizing, it extends to, you know, inventory and asset management, all those tie together. So, while I think my security is, is my my background is security, it's just as much as you know inventorying the network, you know, so you can do security audit. So it's really just taking that um, that basis and applying it to cost, applying it to you know all the other you know silos around the cloud of, of feature sets. So so that's where we you know that's how we ended up here is just taking that that understanding of let me inventory and, and monitor for changes and do all this. 
from the security perspective, apply to all these other areas. You know, you, you talked about this journey that you guys have been on and, and, you know, how you would sort of talk to customers, engage with customers around, you know, we, we build this today. What more would you like? You know, now that now that the Cloud Checker platform, like you said, does quite a bit of things, it's, it's cost, it's inventory, it's security, compliance. Were you finding that those customers you were talking to felt comfortable with sort of a, a platform approach to this? I mean, a lot of times they had siloed tools, those sort of aligned to how their organization was was set up. Were you seeing them saying, hey, I, I, I've got to I've got to be, you know, more integrated themselves and then a platform uh, approach made more sense? Yeah. I mean, when you first talk to people, everybody does come to us with a problem to start with. Right. And and that that problem was cost at the in the early days. As people come to us and say, hey, I got a cost problem. I don't know how to allocate my costs. I don't know how to optimize them. My my cloud spend is not what I think it should be, those type of, of questions. We very quickly have to pivot them away from that, say, hey, you un- I understand cost, and we have a really deep and rich cost solution, but isn't you know what are you going to hit in two months from now? You're going to have your security team come in and asking questions. And, and you know what about right size? What about compliance? Your compliance team going to be all over you? And so, you know, that's a big part of what we're doing is helping people predict and, and get ahead of the problem. Now, you're right. In, in the old world, there was a security team and they did security. And there was a cost to the finance team. They bought the servers and, and paid for them. But the cloud actually changes that a lot because you're not um, you're distributing control of the accounts to all these dev teams, right? We see a big enterprise with 150 dev teams, each of them have three to five accounts in the cloud. Um, and, and each of those teams have become responsible for cost, have become responsible for security, have become responsible for their own best practices. So, um, so that's where the silos break down because you can't just have a centralized security team. You know, they can be an advisor, but actually operations aspects of security have been pushed down to the to the dev teams. Cost management for the cloud has been pushed down to the dev teams or the you know the IT you know the, the individual teams, the application teams, rather than it just being managed by a central group. So those silos broke down, and and the world has to think about it a little differently. So um, you know it, it can't just be a finance team telling you how to save money on your RIs. The finance team can be the advisor. But he, the real challenge is how do you get each team to understand how they're wasting money or why they need to set up cloud trail or, you know, any of the other settings that they need to do. So, so it really has changed. And we see that fundamentally so much has changed in the cloud. You know, how you develop your application, how you're going to manage them, how you're going to scale them, how you're going to secure them. It all the same ideas apply, but how you do it is so much different in the cloud. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I, one of the things um, uh, you guys talk about is it's a it's a platform that you know that works works on AWS, works with Azure. Um, you know, people tend to sort of say the the cloud or the public cloud, but but those two platforms are, are different in 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 various ways. What what do you find? Um, you know, in terms of you building your platform to interact with those two? Are you seeing, uh, you know, significant differences between them or, you know, the, the gap between them in terms of how you work with them is, is, is getting smaller? What's, you know, what, what, what do you see between the two different platforms in terms of, you know, ease of engagement, richness of features, all those types of things? Right. Yeah. So, 
so I, I would, you know, so we very early on made a conscious decision because we knew we had to go, we were going a lot wider in terms of we're not just going to be costs, we're going to be security, we're going to be all these life cycles of the cloud. So we actually had to make a choice early on that we were going to focus on a single cloud vendor. And we saw that AWS was the winner. So that was a very, very calculated um, decision to be, to be successful. We couldn't do everything for every platform. So we said, we're going to do a whole bunch for AWS. And we were very lucky because AWS just became so successful. They owned 80, 90% of the market. Um, so it was the right decision. And, and we would often get a little bit beat up about, um, you know, well, you, you don't support these other platforms. And we would talk to people and say, well, how much are you running on those, uh, those other platforms? And they would say nothing, right? So, but, um, but these days now, the other platforms are gaining really critical mass. So we have, we have now made that concerted effort that we need to apply all these functional areas, not just to AWS, but to the other vendors, Azure, Google, you know, and even looking at some of the other ones, like, a, you know, is an Alibaba fit in there? What other, what are the cloud vendors uh, are out there? So, so that has been now a big, a big challenge for us is to take all the richness and depth we have around AWS and apply it to these other, other vendors. Now, what was interesting was that in the early days, there were significant differences. You know, the, the AWS stood out and was much more mature in what APIs they had available, what security settings you know, how rich their cost data was. I think they have raised the bar and the other vendors have had to rate, have, have had to, to rise to that to keep up. So they, we, we definitely see today their APIs are rich enough, their, their security settings are rich enough. But, but the interesting thing is so much of what they do actually looks exactly like what AWS does. So if you look at Azure, you know, so AWS has security groups. Azure has network security groups. Um, AWS has regions. Uh, Azure has regions. You know, so, and I could just go down the list of there's, it's very interesting how they look so similar. Um, so it's actually made our lives fairly easy because a lot of the things we built has been very easy to port because mapping what we do with security groups into network security groups is actually relatively easy to do. So, you know, but there, there are still differences. There's still places where one is better than the other, you know, but, you know, I always say it, people say, well, which is better, AWS or Azure? I think the big difference is the ecosystem around them, right? And, and so the, the faster these people can build ecosystems around them, that's where it, where it becomes important. And that's where success breeds more success. Um, you know, people, again, people often ask me, well, which is cheaper, AWS, Azure, Google, what's what, what's the cost difference? And I, uh, what I like to say is nobody cares, right? You know, whether I save a penny here, a penny there um, per gigabyte or something like that, it's just the, the real challenge is how do I find a vendor that has enough people around it that know how to use it so I can hire people to do that. I can hire dev teams that know how to use the platform. I can hire, you know, support people and engineers and, and, and other things and, it's, so it's all about the ecosystem, I believe. And that's where the more success breeds more success. So, um, you know, I, I think the, you know, AWS was able to capture so much market because they had the early success and that led to more success. And, and Azure is doing a lot of work now. And Google is pushing very hard, but they're, they're, they are definitely pushing a rock up a hill. So AWS has just done such a great job. Um, but, you know, there's, there's certainly no world where, 
AWS is going to, you know, that we're not going to have other vendors, right? So the, the world is going to be a multi-cloud. It's going to have stuff on-prem. You're going to see everything from Azure Stack to OpenStack to, to lots of stuff from VMware. And you now see AWS and VMware partnering. Um, so it's really a very, it's going to be a very diverse, heterogeneous world. Um, and it's probably going to get more heterogeneous. So, which I think is good for everybody. So, so Aaron, let me let me ask you uh, this then, as well as kind of a follow on that is, w- whenever you start saying about multi-cloud, and whenever we start saying about uh, you know comparing and crest- c- contrasting one versus the other, the one thing that always kind of pops into my head, though, definitely when all of this is, is this idea of of security, and then multiple approaches to security. And, and it makes me wonder when it comes to a cloud checker context, what exactly happens or tell us a little bit about a workflow of, you know, identification, resolution, compliance, all in a security context, especially when you are deal, dealing with a multi-cloud scenario. Well, I, I like to say, you know, the, the principles of security, right? I mean, the, the ideas of the principles of security are are the same, right? And the those high-level kind of principles are things like defense in depth, things like least privileges, you know, those kind of concepts, you know, like, like reducing your attack surface, right? Those are the high-level concepts that are, are what should have driven your security programs, whether you're in the data center, and they apply as well into the cloud, right? But they, the real question is how do they apply differently, right? So you want to attack your – you want to reduce your attack surface to the cloud, um, well, that means you've got to actually understand what the perimeter of your of your cloud looks like. But what is your perimeter in the cloud, right? It's not like you have a firewall and a physical wall anymore. Now you just have this virtual set of servers that are shared in this multi-tenanted world. What's your perimeter actually look like? I mean, there is a virtual perimeter of your cloud. I mean, it, it does exist. It's just very, very different than your perimeter in your in your data center. So, so it, it becomes a question of, well, how am I going to determine what my perimeter is in the cloud? How am I going to do defense in depth? Um, you know, it, how am I going to do least privileges in the cloud? So, you know, and and you know, a lot of that, you know, when you actually move to the cloud, there there used to be a discussion of, well, is the cloud which is more secure, the cloud or or, or the on-prem? Um, Either one can be more or less secure. Um, certainly, I, I guess I'll, I'll throw out there, I think the cloud a lot is about architectures, about how you think about things, less so than, hey, are my servers running in, in the AWS uh, data center? It's more of how do I build scalable things that auto scale? How do, I, how do I break them apart into microservices? How do I do all these other things? These are what, for me, define the cloud a lot more. And when you actually do that, the cloud becomes a lot more secure. It also becomes a lot cheaper. You know, it it just, you get a lot of benefits, not by lifting and shifting out of your data center, you know, running a server that looks exactly like it did on-prem in the cloud. To me, that's very not not cloud. Uh, That's not really the cloud to me. That's just lifting and shifting and and doing a slightly different co-location. Um, so I think when you move to the cloud and you re-architect, you think about how to automate everything. You think about, um, you know, doing everything in a cloud, you know, a, a, a cloud architecture 
um, then you then you get these huge improvements in security, but you also get huge improvements in availability of cost of all of that. So so um, you know so again, I think security is different, and how do you how do you deal with that? You know, uh, it's still a huge challenge for security people because they've learned security. Everything they know about security, it gets thrown out the window a bit, and they're going to have to start from scratch when they move into the cloud. And that's, you know, if, you're, if you've been doing security for 20 years, that's the last thing you want to hear, right? Right, right. So you, you mentioned, uh, you know, just a little while ago, um, you know, that, that as you start to have this, this sort of integrated platform, you know, it, it drives a different behavior, right? The, the finance team isn't by itself. The security team's not by itself. And operations, you know, its data might be useful to compliance and so forth. Can, can you give us some examples maybe of a, of a customer or two and, and how this more integrated type of platform approach um, is helping them or, or you know, is, is allowing them to, to do things faster? Yeah, I mean, certainly... Um you know, the, the fact, I mean, and, and we see this time and time again, the finance department, right? So that, you know, the first thing, you know, most, most organizations find they're in the cloud very organically, right? They have a lot of individual departments who have gone to the cloud, um, are building apps in the cloud, and then they now have to herd them back together. So generally, you'll get a center for excellence who will come in and they're the cloud team. And they have to start herding these people back together. So they're starting to, you know, to reach out and say, hey, you know, we know you're running that application in the cloud, but can you put it into our consolidated bill? Can you, you know, can we get some access to it so we can monitor it for best practices? Um, can, we, can we help you as the, as the Center for Excellence make sure that we're following all the regulations? So all of that. So, so I think it's, it's come from that direction is, these people, these individual applications just needed to get stuff done. And so they just went and did it. And now it's getting pulled back in. And, but now we are seeing it the other way, where now that the, the Center for Excellence or the Cloud Center is, is, has some, um, some ideas and, and processes and they have all of that in place, and now they're able to say, hey, uh, we're going to start pushing things out rather than just hurting people together. Um, and, and as we push it out, We'll be able to actually sit there and and have have some processes and procedures and 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 make the cloud better, right? Not make it as ad hoc, not make it where everybody has to reinvent the wheel when they when they spin up their own accounts. Um, have it where you know we have people that can help you with uh, with you know how do I set up my security? How am I going to allocate my costs? But those people ultimately still have to do that. I mean, so we, you know, you, you, you get a, you typically get a bill from your cloud provider, your cloud vendor, you know, and we see large organizations, they might end up with a one or $2 million bill. Um, and then they start to say, you know, Hey, you know, when it was a hundred thousand dollars, they didn't care who was spending it. But it's a million, $2 million. They start to say, well, how am I gonna, you know, who's spending all this money? And, and then they start to, go through the process of how am I going to allocate it? How am I going to use that? Um, but, you know, I think the people have already seen the huge value of it. I, I, could, I could get my apps out quickly. I could get the old processes out of the way um, much faster, and I could deliver these things. And we see this in, in every large organization today, even in the finance industry, where they were very, very slow to move to the cloud. 
um, where two years ago, if you went to any big organizations, they'd say, you know, we're never going to the cloud. Um, they, they found that they went to the cloud anyways without, their, without them acknowledging it, and now they're back to hurting these, these people back together. Um, and, and the only thing that we try so hard to educate people on is, is hey, you're going to bring these people back in. As you do it, don't make it harder for them. Right. I mean, they they went and did this because they wanted the speed and agility of doing things fast. Don't go and and take three steps backwards by making their life more difficult. So, you're, yes, you're going to have some your security team is going to have to have views into what they're doing. But if you now stop them from doing what they need to do, you're 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 hurting the cloud and 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 they're not going to want right shadow IT. Yep. yep. They're going to end up being shadow IT. Right. Right. So. You know, in, in the past, I, I remember 20 years ago, you know, the, the shadow IT was somebody was putting a server under their desk and running their, their web application off a server under a desk. We're kind of back to that world uh, where, you know, people just go directly to an Azure and Amazon and, and spin up their workloads there. And then eventually the IT department finds out and then you kind of get slapped on the hand and you kind of. Um, and then you figure out, well, you know, how long can I keep it out here before they pull, pull me back in and slow me down? And, you know, and hopefully organizations get to the point where they don't slow you back down as they pull it back in. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I, and I, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever really thought about that as well of, of the whole server under the desk, which actually I had um, back in my operations <laughs> days, um, to, to the, the kind of shadow IT and be, uh, being able to so, so easily spin something up. That's a, that's a really great point. Now, uh, let me ask you this as, as well. Uh, basically, right now, um, there's probably, uh, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 AWS and Azure resellers out there that, that support nearly 40% of AWS Premier Consulting Partners. And, and so tell us a little bit about how CloudChecker works with partners out there in the, in the industry and tell us a little bit more about that kind of workflow. Yeah, so we, we traditionally started with, you know, five, six years ago, most of our, our customers or our partners were, were startups, right? Um, but we've absolutely seen the last two years enterprises, and, and kind of um, MSPs, right? So managed service providers have become the big backbone of what's helped us grow. Helped us grow. So we, we help them. I mean, basically, we provide the tooling. We don't do any services. We're very, very specific around. We provide the tools to help you do uh, what you're doing. We are a software company. Uh, and for partners, we, we help partners. We give them the tools to be able to go into their customers and and do best practices. So we have 400 best practice checks that, that identify these are the ways you could configure things. These are the good, the bad ways. You know, here are ways you could save money. So they can take our tools, point at their customers, and be the experts instantly. Um, and, and that's interesting for AWS, but it's even more interesting when you have five different providers and you need to be experts on each of those. Well, that's our job is to be the expert in each of those provide a tool that allows you to use that and to be the expert, even if you, you as a human being can't be the expert for all of those. So, so these partners have become a big, big, um, very valuable, you know, way for us to grow is because they're using the tool to go out 
do gap analysis of customers, do invoicing of customers, do security monitoring of customers. So, you know, and, and, you know, and the same thing with the enterprise. The enterprises are now starting to really adopt cloud and you're seeing, uh, seeing them work, uh, move hundreds, you know, we see big organizations moving hundreds of workloads into the cloud in a year. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of exciting to see, you know, where people, right, everyone I talked to five, six years ago were like, well, the cloud, you know, we'll move some test workloads on there, but it's not for production workloads. And we were, you know, it was very frustrating to say, are you, are you crazy? The, the cloud is exactly where you want to put your, your production workloads. But we've seen the world change now. And this is, people very much get that this is where production workloads belong. They're more secure there than your data center. Um, they're cheaper to run there than your data center. So it's, it's been great. Very cool. Very cool. Listen, uh, you guys are, are in, just, just took a, a, a large round of funding, like $50 million for Series A. Um, you know, people have been wondering a lot about, you know, where VC funding is going. They've been wondering, I mean, that, that's a, that's a, that's a huge number for a, for a Series A. I think it, it may become sort of a bellwether for, you know, this shift to, public cloud, public cloud tools, um, any, you know, any thoughts about kind of the, the market in terms of, you know, funding and, and just kind of, you know, what you guys are doing in terms of being able to accelerate the business with, with that, that much money? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it definitely is interesting because, you know, we had, we were not looking for money, to be honest with you. I've, I've done, at my four startups, I've done Angel, I've done Bootstrapped, I've done VC. Um, and for this startup, we went six years all organic, right? We had a very small angel investor, uh, but we were very organically growing it. Uh, and But we kept seeing the market was bigger and bigger than we expected. Um, and it got to the point where, you know, and we actually, what I, what I feel like we did is we kind of skipped the VCs and we went straight to the private equity. Um, so the private equity companies are a bit more upstream. They make larger investments. Um, they're a little bit less uh, I would say controlling than VCs. Um, okay. so the VCs very much get in in the early stages, you know, and, and they invest money early on and, and end up owning more of the company versus we kind of built the company organically. We're very lucky that we're in the right time, the right place. We did a lot of hard work and we, we kind of leapfrog that stage, went directly to the private equity companies. Um, the ecosystem is so hot that, you know, the everybody out there was just excited about what we had done, and and we saw that we could take this fifty million and really leverage this into building, you know, a billion dollar company. So so we 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 took the money and we're very excited to to invest this. We are an engineering company fundamentally. Yeah. You know, I I think marketing and sales is important, but at the end of the day, you know, this money is going to building world-class products, engineering, because I think that's what's important to customers is not do we, do we have the best marketing and sales, but do we have the best product? You know, and it's, interesting. Yeah, no, that's it, 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 interesting. It's a, it's a very different approach, and, and obviously uh, private equity has a different, uh, you know, kind of way of, of engaging with their partner companies than, than VC. So, yeah, definitely a, a, you know, a different approach. Um, you got to find the right, uh, you know, financial partner for, for any company. So, uh, no, that's, that's very, very exciting. Listen, um, we're going we're gonna to kind of wrap this up. What's the best way for folks to, to engage with Cloud Checker, to engage with you, uh, you know, try out the service if you never have? Yeah, yeah, I would, you know, we have a free trial. All you have to do is put an email address in there. So I would uh, push you to go out to cloudchecker.com 
you know, that's Cloud Checker without the last E, um, just because it had to be cool without the last E. But uh, <laughs> uh, go up there, put an email address in, point at your one of your cloud accounts, and you'll learn a lot about it. And, you know, if you, if you love it, we'd love to have you as a partner. So, um, and, and I appreciate you guys having me on here. And it's uh, just a very exciting time in the world to see what's happening. So, yeah, no, very, very cool. Well, listen, uh, thank you again for, for being on and making the time. Aaron, you want to take us home? Yeah, absolutely. So on behalf of Brian and myself and, of course, Aaron, uh, thank you very much for listening this week. And we'll talk to everyone next week. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media. 